Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you guys are all doing well wherever you are in the world. In the case of the four University of Idaho students who were discovered lifeless in an off-campus rental home in Moscow, Idaho, one of the many mysteries for us web sleuths without access to the investigation is whether or not Kaylee Gonsalves' dog barked when his mistress and her roommates and friends were being so viciously attacked. The adorable Labradoodle named Murphy was co-owned by Kaylee's ex-boyfriend, Jack Ducur. There have been conflicting reports from neighbors living close to the rental home at 1122 King Road as to whether or not Murphy was barking around the time the crime was going down. According to the police, the four students were likely attacked between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. on Sunday, November 13, 2022. We have this couple who lived just across the way from the house who said it was unusually quiet early that morning. Take a listen. You, you know, you can wake up in that morning, you know, on Sunday and you just go to work and you don't really think anything of it. You know, I was at work and I, the only thing I heard about was like the unconscious person. And then, you know, I didn't realize it was, it had more severity to it till I got home and I could hear the clicking of the cameras. It's a really small town feel, lots of hills, but it seems like a really close knit community. Um, all of my professors and stuff that are from here. They seem like they've been here for a decade or longer, and they seem to know just about everybody. So I would say it's a fairly small community, even though there's roughly twenty to 25,000 people here. The officer that came by door-to-door, um, he asked if we had any sort of surveillance or if we knew about any other cameras or anything in the area. Sadly, this is an apartment building, and I'm assuming it's relatively old, so there's there was nothing. Um, luckily, the apartment sent out an email a couple days ago saying they're adding new lights, which there is a new light up there. Um, they're going to work on installing cameras just so that if anything like this were to happen again, there's a better chance of getting footage of who did it. Uh, it's just nerve-wracking mostly and stressful because she's always home alone because I work in the evenings and stuff. And just surreal, almost like something out of a TV show, not something that I would have expected to be experiencing so close to home. Um, it seems like everyone that has been here for a while is just devastated by it. Um, the last murder here was 2015, so seven years ago. And so it's not something that happens frequently. It's not like we're in a big city where it's an everyday occurrence. Um, so something like this is just sort of rare. It doesn't happen often, so people aren't used to it. It's really odd because, I don't know, I've never been this close to any sort of other like crime scene before, I guess, other than like a drug bust like walking by a house and seeing cops with like a drug bus, but that's the closest I've ever been to a crime scene. So especially one of this magnitude where I could throw a baseball from my front door to the house, it's just odd. I mean, for my sister, she lives pretty much across the way. She lives in Alpha Gamma Delta. And for me, um, she walks to my apartment almost every day. And so the concern for me is just her walking by herself in the dark a lot now, because, you know, in the summer, you know, it's daytime. It's not as scary, but in the dark now, for me, my concern is I just don't let her walk here by herself unless it's during the daytime and I'll go pick her up now because I don't like her walking by herself. No, I went to bed early that night. And then I woke up to 
bunch of normal, and then a couple hours later, we got a message, and there was a bunch of police here, and then that was the end of normalcy for the past week or so here. Though, the day that the police were called here, uh, about an hour or two after that, an officer came by and just went door to door along here, just asking if anybody had seen or heard anything. Um, that's the only contact I've had with officers so far. And then I had left for work, like, around 11.45, and I never saw or heard anything. The night before, I was up to, like, 2 and never heard anything at all, anything out of the ordinary. Like, it was, it's just been crazy with just how quiet it's been. Yeah. Because we're used to having, like, some some sort of music here and music they, when they we come home from work. They always had little gatherings, so they always had music going. So, you know, for us, we never assumed anything different. Yeah. Because they're so they used to it. Yeah. They always... Say it's a party house. Not necessarily. No. They had, like, small gatherings, maybe, like, ten people or so, and it never really got crazy other than, like, the usual college student stuff, but they were actually pretty respectful, okay. considering. The house, occasionally there were parties that were kind of loud. Most of the time it was pretty self-contained. Um, but, yeah, as I was taking... As I would take my dog in and out to go to the bathroom, I would just be walking by. I would look up, and I would see people in the windows almost every night. Um, probably four or five nights a week. So there were a lot of people that went in and to and out of that house pretty frequently. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a party house. But again, this whole neighborhood is sort of like a party neighborhood because it's just off campus. So you sort of don't have to follow the university rules. But I hope whoever did it gets found because four people is not something that you just walk away from and act all normal. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not the cops think there's a danger, I disagree i think there is a danger because four people shows that that person's dangerous so i hope he's caught others have said the dog was barking incessantly between 3 a.m and 4 a.m many who are jumping to the conclusion that murphy was not barking that night think it's possible that the dog was quiet during the grizzly crime because he knew the perpetrator and was not fearful of him. This has fueled rumors that Kaylee's ex, Jack, could be the guy who savagely attacked Kaylee and her friends. Note, however, that the Moscow Police Department has officially stated that rumors of Murphy not barking during the attack are unconfirmed, unverified, so the police are not saying one way or another if they have evidence of Murphy barking or not barking. The only thing law enforcement has said about Murphy is that he was inside the home when officers arrived around noon on Sunday after receiving a 911 call in which someone inside the home reported an unconscious person. The police also stated that Murphy was unharmed. We also have to remember that law enforcement has said that Kaylee's ex, Jack Decour, has been cleared for the time being. Of course, that doesn't mean that they couldn't later switch gears and call Decour a person of interest. It just means that for now, Jack is not someone the cops think is involved in the crime. Jack's alibi is that he was in bed sleeping when Kaylee called him seven times between 2.30 a.m. and 2.52 a.m. Kaylee's best friend, Maddie Mogan, also dialed Jack up that night. 
meaning her phone was used to dial Jack's number three times prior to 3 a.m. Online sleuths have also questioned why whoever did this did not harm Murphy. You'd think that if the dog was barking, the person who committed the crime, who clearly had no issue doing in four human beings in a most grisly manner, would have also used the same object on the animal. No criminal committing this type of crime is going to want to risk getting caught because of a barking dog. There were two other young women sleeping in the house when the crime occurred. Had Murphy barked his furry little head off, and perhaps in a distressed, anxious manner, you'd think those two slumbering young women would have awoken and perhaps come out of their rooms to see what was going on. Thus far, both women, I believe, although I'm not sure this is verified, say that they slept through the attack and did not realize anything was amiss until just before noon on Sunday. And we know that serialists, meaning people who harm multiple people on multiple occasions, often begin their evil careers by starting fires and hurting animals. So if this person has the sick desire to continue harming human beings, he would likely have hurt Murphy. One, for whatever sick enjoyment he derives from this act, and two, as a security measure to help ensure no one hears the dog's barks and comes closer to see what's going on. I was curious to learn if Labradoodles are known to be barkers, or if they're more on the quiet side. By the way, if you aren't familiar with this breed, let me just share some basics about them. First, they are a mix of a poodle and a Labrador. Labradoodles are said to be intelligent and highly social fur babies, and they are not known to be highly aggressive. Back to the issue of whether or not Labradoodles are barkers. According to a website called oodlelife.com, Labradoodles are natural barkers. The article on that website stated, and I quote, Labradoodles are natural barkers, like all dogs, but they don't make it a nuisance habit. Most of the time, they bark within reason, as it is also a means of serving their purpose as dogs, end quote. The article went on to say that Labradoodles are bright, so you can incorporate training to address their behavior. It also said that Labradoodles make for an excellent pet, and their barking will almost always just be another thing you'll adore them for. Another website called BarkBusters.com said that Labradoodles possess the unique ability to gauge the needs of those around them, which the Australian Labradoodle Association of America, or ALAA, maintains makes them excellent guide dogs and great for humans with special needs. The same website stated, and I quote, Labradoodles have never been known to walk away from a fight, 
but they generally won't start one. It's important to socialize them properly from an early age to avoid behavioral issues, end quote. It also said that instances of barking or resource guarding are also fairly common. So this website reiterates what the first website said about labradoodles. That's a hard word to say, labradoodles, being prone to barking. And I think by stating that labradoodles commonly guard their resources, the author means that they are prone to protecting what they perceive to be their property, such as toys, food, and maybe even their owners. A third website I checked out, petplan.co.uk, said that Labradoodles aren't afraid to be vocal when they need your attention, and they may bark when they're stressed, anxious, or bored. All of this information tells me that Murphy likely sensed the perpetrator's threat if the perpetrator was indeed a stranger to him. And if that was the case, Murphy likely barked, maybe growled, maybe showed his teeth, and maybe even lunged at the unfamiliar person. And Murphy also likely sensed after the crime was committed that his mistress needed help. You'd think this dog would have been going nuts and trying hard to get the attention of the two surviving roommates. Inside the home, I believe those two young women would have heard the barking unless they wear earplugs for noise control, are hard of hearing, were maybe intoxicated that night, or are heavy sleepers. As for the neighbors hearing the dog, I would assume that because it was cold that night and into the early morning, with the low hovering between 27 degrees Fahrenheit and 28 degrees Fahrenheit, the home's windows were most likely closed. The home itself does not appear to be extremely well-built or highly insulated. I say that only because of the red stuff we saw dripping down an exterior wall. I believe that liquid to be the red stuff that runs through all of our veins, and I believe it came from Zana Kernadel's bedroom. To have liquid like that coming out from the floor indicates to me that whoever laid that flooring or built that house did not do a stellar job of sealing it all. Now, it's also possible that Murphy did not bark, and if that's the case, what could explain that? Did Murphy know the perpetrator? Was he familiar with this person? And so much so that even if he sensed this person was harming his mistress, that he would remain silent and calm? Or did the perpetrator put the dog in another room to keep him from seeing what was going on? Could the perpetrator have thought ahead and brought a muzzle for the dog? Then again, I asked my son's girlfriend, who has a Labradoodle named Custard, if she thought Custard would bark if he saw someone attacking her. And she replied 
that custard only barks when someone comes to the door or when the mailman slash UPS come to deliver a package. She said, and I quote, I honestly don't think he would bark at all if I was being harmed with a sharp object. Well, she called the sharp object by its name, but I'm going to leave that K word out of this video because YouTube doesn't like it. Obviously, no one can say for certain exactly how a certain dog will behave in such a situation, but I do think the investigators will be researching whether or not Murphy barked and what that may or may not say about the perpetrator of the crime. Now, according to yet another website called vetstreet.com, in general, dogs become aggressive when they perceive a threat, witness an attack, feel afraid, want to defend their territory, or feel pain or frustration. And this aggression will often be demonstrated through barking, growling, and biting. And severe forms of canine aggression may be due to a hereditary component, including a disease that is referred to colloquially as rage. Certain breeds are afflicted with rage. Cocker Spaniels, English Springer Spaniels, Doberman Pinchers, German Shepherds, Bernice Mountain Dogs, St. Bernards, and Lhasa Opsos. This form of aggression is considered deeply pathological, but it's rare, and Labradoodles don't seem to be among the breeds that can suffer from it. This same website said that in general, all dogs are still animals with a very strong instinct for fight or flight when danger is present. This added to what we learned about Labradoodles tells me that if Murphy did bark early Sunday morning, then he likely did not recognize the perpetrator as a familiar friend human. And it is equally important to note that the perpetrator did not harm Murphy. Is that because he's a perpetrator who loves animals, but not humans? Or is it because he has an attachment to Murphy? If only dogs could talk. If you enjoyed this video, please smash that like button, share the video, leave me a comment, and subscribe if you're not yet subscribed. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.